Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is old school, and I know it here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jay Falkovin. Uh, in for DP, Nick in here as usual. Uh, Jay Foreman set to join us in about a half an hour, so we'll catch up on some of the uh, – we'll get his reaction to the Nebraska basketball uh, win last night over Ken- Kennesaw State, uh, as well as some of the NFL action ahead. So that'll be interesting to get Jay's perspective on. Can I ask you, what are, what's your thought on Rutgers making it? To the Gator Bowl, the, bowl. the best bowl they've ever been to, um, because of their APR. Their APR is one the best among the five and seven teams. That's why they got uh, the first invite. Um, I like it. I mean, they had to find something for Wake Forest. Um, they didn't. They were even exploring maybe a team that already already played a bowl game, which would have been wild. Which would have been quite a <laughs> quite a thing to do. Um, I like. I, I mean, I I typically don't like five and seven teams in. Yeah, it's a very weird thing you know you know when I first started arguing that I was like it was very like that was the line and you couldn't get past mm-hmm. it and then you know people would argue like well what how much better is six and six anyway and and it really isn't that it's a game against Chattanooga because it used to be that you you know you'd have to earn there was only a few many few bowl games a lot of like eight win teams would be left out and they just kept expanding right. expanding more money more bowl games uh to the point where I I mean I still think it would be ideal if like bowl games meant something meant as something. far as like you had to be seven and five, like you couldn't come out of the bowl game six and seven. Um, yeah. cause Rutgers can, they'll, if they lose, they'll go five and eight this year. That's not a bowl team. That's a good point. I, I, I was, ta- I was thinking more about it. Just you're sitting at home thinking you're about to enjoy Christmas break and you get a call from Greg Shiano. Just be like, Hey man, we got a game on January 1st and we get to play Wake Forest, the yeah. ACC runner up. I love it because Noah Vedrill, a uh, former Nebraska yep. basketball player, is uh, <laughs> and, and football player. They could use him. <laughs> yeah, where's where's Brant Banks? Also, we need we need. Yeah, Brant. there's the size that we were talking about. You need. <laughs> yeah, <right? we> need. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to see. I and I think that that's. Uh, they were kind of just disappointing, actually, overall this year. I, I yeah. was expecting more out of Rutgers, maybe to, to turn the corner a bit under Greg Schiano. It looked like he had him headed that way after his first year there, um, but. The beautiful thing is they can rewrite the script and they can help the Big Ten in a big way. If you beat the second best team in the ACC, the team that was in the top uh, 15 a majority of the time before Pitt, you know, won the ACC championship game, um, you know, that would say quite a bit about uh, the Rutgers and the Big Ten, I think. Speaking of height, I know this is completely off topic. What is Michael Jacobson up to? (laughs) <laughs> is he still? Last I knew, he was is on he a few at practice Iowa, Is squads. he at, Okay, is he in the NBA? In the NFL. Or, 
Michael Jacobson? Yeah, Michael Jacobson, uh, the former Husker, the former basketball, Husker basketball player. player. You didn't see that? Yeah, he signed. He's trying to, oh, to be a tight end in the NFL, and he signed to a, a practice squad. It with was, the Colts? Yeah, he was with the Seahawks for a minute, and they let him go. It was like an experiment for like three days. I don't know if they were dealing with they just needed a body. But Whoa. whatever he did there must have gotten enough attention to go play with the Colts. Okay, yeah, he's with the Colts. Okay, sorry. Way off topic, I know. I know. How did but. you get the name Michael Jacobson without <laughs> because, thinking that he was playing because football? Because we talked about height with Husker basketball, so I was thinking yeah. some previous big men. What would happen? What would this team look like with Michael Jacobson? Because I remember watching him after he transferred to Iowa State yeah. and, and stuff. So that's where... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he's playing yeah. football. Yeah, um, now he's playing... Yeah, that's but wild. that is, I mean, he was one of the, I think, underrated losses from Tim Miles. Usually you think about the yeah. guys that left, you know, you even put Ed Morrow in front of him. I think he went on to that's, have a better career than Ed Morrow. Ed Marquette, um, yeah. Obviously, Andrew White III kind of leads that pack. But, um, yeah, just a kind of a, a sad thing to go back over and see all the players that maybe could have been maybe, for Tim Miles. Maybe even Tom Allen. Tom Allen, yeah. I mean, because at Nebraska, he was he was he, a he vocal was part of the part. rotation. At, at Nebraska, at NC State, he was not. He still hit two free throws against Nebraska, though. Yeah, he's almost completely out of the rotation at NC yeah. State. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully, Nebraska basketball can can get that thing turned around. Um, I did. Have, we did have a question on the text line. It said, did anyone else notice they had the lights dimmed on the people in the stands, and only the bright lights were on the court? The oh, people around uh, around us, we liked it that the stands were darker. They liked it. Did you notice that? I did not notice that actually. Hmm. I did not. I did notice, and it was very noticeable on TV. The students are on break. <laughs> so when you saw the student section, it was like, oh, that's a bad look. But it yeah. is like that. Every year, regardless of how bad Nebraska. So what's is. what's wild? I was watching the Duke Virginia Tech game last night, yeah. and they were talking about how the students aren't break. There were people that bought tickets for that to stand where the cra- cra- uh, Cameron Crazies stand. Yeah, they they bought tickets three months ago for this game against Virginia Tech, and it was like a huge thing, huge deal. If you get to stand there, oh yeah, absolutely. when when the students are on break, yeah, that's and really. I cool. was like, man, what if Nebraska had something like that where fans were dying to buy tickets and bought them three months in advance to sit in the student <laughs> section at Nebraska basketball games. Well, uh, regardless of the three-month wait or any of that, I do think they should have flowed some people down. They did that at the Devaney Center when I was in high school. I thought it was pretty cool because they, they moved me, basically. They, they kind of just kind of came and asked me, you want to come sit in the student section? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did, and it was kind of cool, uh, you know, and because there just wasn't anybody there. And, and I think they just – you know, you kind of kind of think about that. I, you know, I, I know they're thinking a lot about a lot of different things, and then who do you choose, and all that maybe gets a little bit messy there. But um, it didn't look very good. No. <laughs> but it, but I, I think most people, if you watch basketball for a long time, understand the student section uh, and what happens during Christmas breaks, mostly everywhere, uh, not just at Nebraska. I did want to uh, to get to this um, because I'm I'm wondering. I know the draft's not. Uh, for a few months here, usually uh, in in April, right, uh, for the NFL draft. But Nebraska hasn't had more than five players drafted or more than four players drafted since 2011. I think they have an opportunity for that this year. So I wanted to go through with you and, and see if we could get four or five players in our own draft. I think yeah. that, you know, sometimes – it's very important, um, or you know, I, I'm not. I don't claim to be a scout, right? You'd have to watch a lot of different stuff, but I think if you watch a player over three to four years, you kind of have an idea. Now, some people don't. Some people wouldn't understand, and they just go, "Well, yeah, I, he played for the Huskers, first round pick, right?" Yeah. Uh, no, that's not. That's not how it works. Uh, just put on your own GM hat and tell me where you would be comfortable. What round? 
you would be comfortable taking a chance on these uh, on these guys. All right. Uh, and we'll figure out who goes first for you and, and for myself as well uh, based on our rounds here. Uh, so I'll, I'll, write, I'll write these down here. Uh, we'll start with Jojo Doman. Obviously, uh, second team All-American, ver- very versatile. A lot of people kind of wonder what's his position next in the mm-hmm. NFL. Will it be kind of the, the Nate Gary role where he is a, a linebacker or is he going to be kind of a, the nickel defender that can come up and pop? Is there a spot for Jojo Doman? Where, where would you feel comfortable as a GM drafting Jojo Doman? I, I think fifth round. Fifth round is where you go there. I think fifth. Um, the reason why, I don't know, like like you just said, I'm not sure there's a spot. Um, he, he's extremely marketable in, in terms of drafts. So that might that, that will definitely help him out um, in terms of when he drafts and, and keeping eyes on a, on a on an organization. Also, he, he's a little older. I mean, 24, right. 20, he'll be 25, I believe, at the time of the draft, um, depending on his 40 as well. Age is a huge thing. We we hear it every single year when you're talking about top picks is is age and longevity. And and I, I truly believe that JoJo will be a special teams player to start. Oh, absolutely. And, and definitely try to work in because he has that high motor. He's marketable. Um, so he'll definitely find somewhere. I just don't see him going higher than higher than late fourth, early fifth. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I think the comparison to uh, Nate Gary is pretty close. That is uh, close. Nate Gary is 6'2", 230 listed, and, uh, and JoJo listed at 6'1", 230. So I think that's kind of the role you could see there. Nate Gary started a few years at uh, in Philadelphia. It's kind of funny yeah. because uh, he was the weak link on the defense. So and they won a Super Bowl, right? So Eagles defense. Yeah, he was, was that, a Super that was, Bowl that was champion. He, he won a Super Bowl his rookie year. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't start on, that, on no. that squad No, in particular. But I think he did, he, he did have an interception. I mean, he played a little bit in those games. So uh, cool to see him do that but eventually <laughs> he kind of became the the scapegoat to why the defense was bad so he kind of got chased is, out of there i was say is he still kicking in the league or where, where's he at uh i think he's on the this year he's on the practice squad of the 49ers okay um but he was picked in the fifth round and and i think that i think because of the recognition jojo had i, I mean that play he made against ohio state i remember that was impressive. todd mcshay uh tweeted out that's a second day type of play. So I think that Jojo has the potential to be an even higher draft pick uh, and, you know, to, to be versatile. It, there's that fear that he doesn't quite find a spot, but he's yeah. at least got versatility to play a few. I think that could help. I would go fourth round with Jojo. I think that he could get to the fourth round. I think his second team All-American status and a higher draft grade is because of the eyes on Nebraska. We can talk about the 3-9 season and, you know, losing and all that stuff and what it does. But the eyes were on Nebraska every week because people knew – uh, well, for one, they had such a difficult schedule. They were playing marquee opponents left and right, so mm-hmm. they were getting you know college game day type of recognition, at least from the Fox, the big noon uh, games here and there, um, and then you know just broadcasts on on big time networks all the time. Uh, and kind of an interesting story. So I think that helped him get yeah. his second team All American status, and I think that it's going to help him uh, rise in the draft a little bit. Let's go to Cam Jurgens. Cam Jurgens, where do you Jurgens. where would you feel comfortable picking him in the draft? Uh, I I do think he's the first Husker off the board. Um, third maybe, third round, late third, mid mid to late third yeah. maybe. Um, definitely not one of the top. I mean, he's going to be drafted as an interior lineman. Yeah, would you um, would you be more comfortable with that guard than center? Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Snap um, issues. I mean, we we heard it as. I mean, he didn't necessarily have any snap issues this season, but um, we we heard it last year. I mean, take something away from him. Take a, take a responsibility away where he can focus on one thing, and if that's feet or whether that's blocking and stuff, then 
it will help him out a little bit. I would see mid to late third as a realistic landing spot for for Cam Jurgens. Yeah, I could see him going that high. I I personally think that he would have had to come back to get up that high. I I have him yeah. in the fifth round. Oh, okay, uh, somewhere around there. Um, we're we're way off. Yeah, we're a bit wow. different of a of a draft grade there. That's what's kind of fun, right? I yeah, mean, play, put your GM hat. Makes me second guess. <laughs> well, we'll see how it turns out. But, You're like, uh, yeah, well, I'm right, man. Yeah, so. me too. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, you can always. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, who knows until even then you don't know if it's the right pick yeah. uh, after a long time. Uh, you know, you kind of have to see that play out. Um, there have been guys way overdrafted and guys way underdrafted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we know how that goes. Geno but, Smith. Uh, yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> but I think Cam Jurgens, especially in swinging to the outside and taking on those pass rushers yeah. at time, I think that will help him. I, I think he's a guard. I, I would. I would be more comfortable with him. At you guard. know what? I, if I thinking back, he has injury issue or injury in his past. I, I would lean towards fourth. Now you're going to scratch that. I'm going to scratch that. Go fourth injuries. Right. He has, he has some knee problems or he's had some knee problems. I would go fourth. All right, now let's go to Austin Allen. Austin Allen, uh, of course, the the Big Ten mm-hmm. tight end of the year, always seemed to have, you know, he's 6'8". He seemed to have the measurables there, but it seemed like for a while just not getting the, the draft response that he wanted, so that makes me a little t- hesitant in my in my placing of him. But you do have to remember, Jack Stoll's an NFL tight end. He took that guy's yeah. job. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> where, would you, where would you draft Austin? I don't know. What's the what, Do we know any of the other tight ends in this class? Yeah, I mean that, that would be is a, it, a, is it a loaded interesting part of it? I because first off the top of my head, I would say late fourth around fifth. Okay, um, but if it's a if it's a loaded tight end class and, and there's some tight ends, some quality tight ends dropping to the third and third and fourth rounds, I mean, you could see him sixth, early sixth, late late fifth. Yeah, it, it depends on I think the, the tight ends in that class. See, I, I have him a little bit higher. I do I do think that uh, once you put on his tape, and again, I think the tape for Nebraska. Is going to help because against the Oklahoma helmets, the Michigan helmets, the Ohio State helmets, the plays mm-hmm. that he's making against those teams, um, you know, I, I, I think that that's going uh, to help his his draft grade. Um, so I have him as a fourth round draft pick as well, and and maybe uh, I could see him even sneaking into the third. I this... just, but I don't understand. From what I've heard, the NFL uh, hasn't liked him quite as much as as I do. Yeah, this uh, this. Uh, website has him ranked as the fifth best tight end. Um, Trey McBride from Colorado State is a first round pick. He's all American. Uh, yeah. Um, Jalen Weidermeyer from Texas A&M. Charlie Kohler from Iowa State. Cade Otten from Washington. Then Austin Allen. They have him going fifth round, the second pick in the fifth round. All right. So wait. So not, not fifth, Adam fourth. I think that's so not, not yeah, not bad at all. Hey, we should be we should be doing this for a living. Right yeah. Here. <laughs> let me let me get on. Uh, let me get on. We'll, I'll be the new John Gruden without all the emails. Yeah. Uh, how about Cam Taylor Britt? Decided to come back. I think he could have been drafted last year. Decided to come back and try to help his uh, stock. Do you think that he did? Do we do we think he improved his draft stock? I'm not sure he did. I don't know either. I think he might have sat around the same area, if not dropped a little bit. To be honest. Um. Cam Taylor Britt, boy. Sixth. Yeah, is that too low? Uh, I'd probably say no. <laughs> I'd probably say that's about where I'd have him. I could see him getting you know the fifth, but I I think the idea was for him to come back and have a monster season. He kind of struggled early. Um, yeah, and you know he came on and 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 started to look like the Cam Taylor Britt of old. But I don't think he elevated where he was going to be if he left early last year. So I'm in this. I'm on this mock I'll draft. Go fifth. I'll okay, go fifth. I'm on, I'm in this mock draft. Um, 
database and it shows it has a collective um, list of where these guys ranked. They t- it took all the mock drafts that are available mm-hmm. and compiles them into one um, average. And and his stock here, this is on on uh, September eighteenth. He was a top four, th- number thirty four uh, best player in the country. Mm. That's where he was mocked at on September eighteenth, going into the season, basically the beginning of the season. Oh, okay, he is the hundred and eighty fifth best yeah. player right now. Dropped a little bit. I mean, that's that's dropping from the sixth round. He's dropped. That's dropping from the uh, second round to the sixth round. Yeah, and now, I think you're talking a lot of money right there. Yeah, it it is, and I I do think that he. If, I mean, in hindsight, maybe would have liked to go. I think his stock was a little bit higher at the time, um, but. You know, it is it is what he is. He still had a solid season, contributed well to the Nebraska team. Um, obviously, had the the early you know the early struggles on special teams, especially. And that's yeah. I think that's really partially what hurt him is because you know if you're taking a risk on any of these rookies, you don't know how it's going to turn out. But you at least want some special teams help out of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd put him on the hands team. No, <laughs> so no. definitely not a punt return either right now. <laughs> right. So I think that hurt him a little bit. He definitely has the athleticism. But you've also always wondered, does he have the speed, or is he more of a safety at the next level? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where any of these guys uh, fall. I, I think the, the middle rounds, late third to late sixth, I, I think is going to be filled with Huskers. Well, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of fun. There's like going to be a whole you know group of them that I think that we could see getting drafted there. Uh, we're at four there. Let, let's see, keep going and see if I can get more of them drafted from you. Damian Daniels, <laughs> would you draft Ooh, Damian? I think sixth. In the I, I think six. I think his body, his his body really fits well for a, a nose tackle. Yeah, um, he's he, worth, he, he plugs up the middle. That's like, what I like, I like about him is that you know, and he only really could he couldn't play too many downs up yep. until last year. So now he's just kind of getting into shape. Of course, had another season if he wanted to come back, um, but. He's just got elite size. I mean, 6'3", yeah. 325, he's worth a 6th or 7th round pick for sure, in my mind, um, just for the upside potential there. If mm-hmm. he does hit, you know, that's a long-term nose tackle or big defensive tackle if you're in a 4'3", um, that you can put in there to, to, to stuff the run. Who would be a better prospect in your eyes, Carlos, Carlos or Khalil Davis or the Davis Twins or Damian Daniels? Hmm. I would lead towards Damian Daniels. Pretty close to it. Khalil had like Khalil had a lot of sacks his senior mm-hmm. year, and I always liked him as a pass rusher. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd put him all in about the same category like you. That's why I could see him as a sixth round pick as well. Um, I would be surprised if he goes through the seventh and nobody takes a chance. Yeah. Like I said, just because of his size. I agree. Uh, so that gets us five. We got five of them drafted so far. Let's go. Let's see if we can get six. Uh, how about Deontay Williams? Do you think injury history will hold him from getting drafted? I think injury history and age. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he'll he'll be uh, he'll be like obviously a, signed as a free agent. I would say yeah, he'll be a, one of those uh, preferred free agents. All or right, whatever Samari Toure is he getting drafted? Ooh, I'm trying to think of this wide receiver class. I, I don't think so. He's not a shoe in. Yeah, despite I, the fact that maybe he's, he had almost 900 yards at Nebraska, we think that's magnificent. But maybe maybe seventh. I I wonder about his size, but then also I look at like. At uh, guys like Christian Kirk and 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 Rondale Moore, obviously Wandale will be drafted. Like I, I, I'm less hesitant or skeptical that the size factor will keep him back. Um, uh, maybe seventh, maybe. 
I, I would not be surprised if he went late seventh, but I, I think he'll probably be an undrafted free agent. Yeah, I think so too. His uh, his tape against Ohio State might really help. Obviously, 150 yards against them and, and a couple long ones there. Um, but he would he. I don't know. It, it, it's tough. <laughs> I, I always say the one of my biggest blind spots just from watching Nebraska over the years is evaluating wide receivers. Yeah. Um, it just kind of gets to the point where unless you, I mean, unless you could see it, like I thought Murray Spirify maybe would have a chance to get drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Niles Paul had the had the athleticism. Um, you know, Quincy did get drafted, but I don't think I saw the career coming for him. I, I just don't know. Um, if Samori tour, I mean, there's just so many guys like you say his size, but there's, there's just a, so many guys around well, the country that can his size that can run. And, and I, I look at like a guy like Stanley Morgan jr. And how we viewed him at Nebraska. He went undrafted. Yeah. And he's physical. He He's physical. He's bigger. And, and he's barely made it into the league. I mean, he's, he's finding a little bit of playing time, Yeah, but, and then I look at how he performed in Nebraska, his body type, what his skill set is. Then I look at Samori Toure, and I, I have a hard time thinking that if, if Stanley didn't get drafted after the career he had in Nebraska, I'm, I'm hesitant to say Samori Toure would be drafted. We'll see. Maybe just the resume of going from the FCS to Nebraska Maybe. and having success might do it. Yep. Um, and, and like I said, there's a, there's a couple uh, highlights you could throw up there of, of beating people deep. So the NFL always likes some speed. Um, but like you, I think he's either you know kind of seventh round or, yeah. or uh, probably a, a free agent. Uh, just two left here, uh, and I'll just group them together because I don't think they're necessarily going to be drafted. You could you could you could stop me. Uh, but Ben Stilley and Markel. I think they'll both get free agent shots as well, but I don't know if they'll be drafted. Ben Stilley, I think, having a better chance. Pro football focus really? loves Ben Stilley. I, I would actually go the other way. I think Markel Dismuk has a better chance. Mm. But, yeah, you're right. PFF loves Ben Stilley. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, actually, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you're probably right. Yeah, but either one. Either one. Them, yeah, they're yeah, both Probably undrafted. not getting drafted. So we have five Huskers drafted, all uh, for you between the fourth and the sixth round. It ended up being Cam Jurgens your highest slot in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two fourth rounders in JoJo and Austin Allen, um, but we have the same amount of Huskers drafted at five. Kind of all fun right. little, uh, yeah, absolutely. little deal to go. All right, we have Jay Foreman, of course, the host of the show. Usually, we're going to give him a call. Maybe ask him a little bit about that himself, uh, as he is, of course, a former NFL draft pick himself and then uh get into some of the nfl games we have this weekend as well as the reaction to husker basketball from last night jay foreman's coming up next on old school watch old school live on facebook youtube or twitch old school with dp and jay on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket if you're always searching for your next great adventure or seeking answers to complex questions If you think of yourself as someone who takes charge, is there for others, breaks down barriers, or sees the world for what it can be, then you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets with these traits and others to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit cia.gov slash careers. See yourself here.